Bless you all. It's Pastor Rich here. We're on our weekly podcast. I hope this is a blessing to you. I hope it's helping some people out there. Uh, share this. Invite some people to get on the podcast, uh, and just let's get the word out. Let's help others. Amen. Well, let me start off praying for you and thanking God for you. So, thank you, Lord. Now, as we get ready to divide the Scripture. Uh, and uh, Lord, I pray for a spirit of understanding. I pray, Lord, for wisdom, for knowledge. I pray for revelation, Lord, as we teach and preach your word uh, today. May we have ears to hear, and may I act uh, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, and may I preach as the oracle of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, there's so much to say, so much to do in these last days. And understand we are in the last days. You know, uh, I'm not one of those that would say we're in the last moment, uh, like as far as hour, day, or week. But I believe that in our uh, season, this time, this season that we live in, within our generation, we're going to see the the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's good news. Amen. Uh, The rapture is good news. Uh, The bad news is for those who are left behind. But for me and for you, we're going to be raptured, those who stay the way of faith, and that's some good news. Go ahead and say amen to that or clap or something. I don't know, right from where you're watching or listening from. Well, I want to get into this. Uh, 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 a couple of things I want to help you with. Uh, protect yourself from the wiles of the world. Now, the Bible says the wiles of, of Satan or, or demons or the enemy, but I'm expanding that to help you because within that word, uh, is the world and the system of the world. And the world and its system has been severely compromised. Uh, so now for the body of Christ, we have got to protect ourselves like never before. We have to put uh, blockades and filters uh, to, over our ears, over our eyes. Uh, we have to watch uh, who we uh, surround ourselves with, You know what, what uh, table we, we sit at for supper, uh, so on and so forth. And this is all biblical. This is not fear-based. We're not operating in fear to where, oh, we're afraid. Oh, it's the last days. Oh, Satan. No, no, no. Uh, it's called wisdom. And it's called obedience. And it's called submission. Uh, not to me, but to God. Uh, so we submit to God's ways. We submit to uh, the system of God. We submit to the government of God. And therefore, we, we are now, at that point, we become protected or off limits to Satan. So uh, protect your ears, protect your eyes. They're the gates to your soul. Your eyes and ears are the gate or the gateway to your soul. Uh, so you got to take them off limits now to this world, to Satan. And you can't involve yourself with the discussions, the attacks, the debates, you know, vaccine, no vaccine, obey government, don't obey government. Um, you know, do I prepare food? Am I a prepper now? Am I all this... Uh, let me help you and tell you who you are and, and what side you stay on. Uh, you, you are a born-again believer, and if you hang around with me, you're born-again, Holy Ghost filled with fire, and, and you're a Bible person. So that being said, these other things are irrelevant to you. They're relevant in the sense we do live in this world, but we're not of this world. This is the world's problem. We're bringing light to this world. We're bringing hope or help to this world. That's our job. But to get involved on a worldly level, to, to get uh, to a standard of worldliness or to an intellectual mindset and involve ourselves with the world's problems without 
Oh, come on now, I'm going to start preaching. Without the power of God, without the dunamis, without the exousia power of God, it is ridiculous. We can't do anything at all. So we need to bring aid to this world, not, not get on their level, discuss, debate, get angry, get confused, uh, get depressed, so on and so forth. No, 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 we're not going to do that. We're going to stand uh, uh, tall. We're going to stand right in the things of God. Go ahead and say amen to that. I'm preaching better than what you're saying. Hey, I, I, I can't hear you, but you know, you ought to be pretty stirred up right now. All right, get your Bible, get your notepad, and let's go into Matthew 16. And uh, let's start reading in 17, Matthew 16. Thank you, Lord, for your, the reading of your word. Amen. Uh, starting in 17, I'll read through 19. It said, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto you, but by my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Now pay attention to this part. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, now years ago, I, I heard all kind of incorrect teaching and, uh, you know, I don't know, theories on, you know, the rock was built on Peter. The word Peter, Petra, means rock. And no, no, no. The, if the rock is built on a human being, it, it's, it's already faulty. It, it's got a fault line. It's going to crack. It's going to be destroyed. It won't hold the anchor of the truth. So, so the rock wasn't built on Peter. The, the rock was built on Jesus, the head or chief cornerstone, uh, in, in which there's a, a solid, yeah, come on now, a platform there or a, a foundation that cannot be destroyed by man. So Jesus is the rock or the cornerstone of our belief, of, of our faith. Now he says the gates of hell. Now there's no other scripture that says that you're off limits to Satan uh, or uh, Satan can't go over these borders uh, and, and accept the church, the body of Christ, the ecclesia. Now, when you read this, and I've been an advocate and, and kind of exhausting this subject for the last couple of weeks, uh, even in, in church service, different places, uh, so on and so forth. But uh, understand, this doesn't mean as you become a Christian, you're not automatically a part of the body. Yes and no, like you, you, you come into the family of God uh, but you're not protected until you uh, begin to submit surrender to the governments of God, which these governments, according to the scripture, are on Jesus' back or under his authority. Uh, so uh, when you now are in the local church, you're adhering to not a pastor's way, not a pastor's rule, not a dictatorship, not a democracy, but when, you're, when you adhere to the system and the plan of God for the body of Christ, uh, you become off limits to Satan. It, it's only those who refuse uh, to submit to surrender to God in his way uh, now uh, are, are, are easy prey for Satan. But go ahead, let's, let's say that. Uh, um, I'll build my church. Go ahead, say it. Say, uh, he has built his church. Go ahead, say it. He has built his church. I'm a part of his church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. We also got a scripture in Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, and any tongue that rises against me, God, come on, everybody say, God will deal with. Wow, that, that's powerful. So the idea is here is you get within the parameters of the church, not man-organized, but God-organized within his scripture. Uh, within that church, 
God's given leadership, God's given uh, gifts, God's given help, God's given abilities, uh, so on and so forth, anointings, powers uh, to certain people. But I want to deal with, with Ephesians 4 for a moment. You know, I believe uh, wholeheartedly and, and, and biblically uh, uh, our sound doctrine points to in these last days especially, God never intended you uh, to make it without the local church and without the fivefold ministry gifts. But especially in these last days, as, as uh, darkness, the Bible says, uh, covers the earth and vast darkness or gross darkness, the people, uh, I believe you're going to need uh, to press into these governments of God like never before. When I say that word governments of God, don't liken it to the government of this world. The government of this world is compromised. Uh, the governments of God are a spiritual government. It, it, it's a superior government, and, and you can't mirror it to this faulty government that we are under today. Uh, so uh, Ephesians 4, uh, get there for me, and, and let's look at um, 11, and uh, Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers. Now 12 tells you what he gave them for. It, it does not say to control, to manipulate, to lord over, to rob, to steal from, to hurt. It's not what he said. He said he, he gave these people as gifts, and he gave them for the per, per, uh, perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, uh, perfecting of the saints, uh, for the work of the ministry, and the edifying. The word edify is the, where we get our Greek word edifice, which means uh, the building up or the strengthening or the growing of the body of Christ. So these gifts, these fivefold ministry gifts and offices of God uh, are gifts to the body of Christ. Now, you can't obtain what God has called you to obtain without these gifts and operation in your church. Wow, that's a mouthful there, but that's, that's the truth. So uh, this means a, a man or a woman who just has an idea or a couple that we're going to start a church without being ordered of God. Uh, here are these fivefold ministry gifts. These they, the the Bible tells us that these are called or are or ordained. The word ordained means ordered by God. Uh, so you can't go and start a church. You can't just get a feeling. You can't look around and say, "Oh, that's cool. I'm going to start a church." No, unless you're ordered, ordained by God, uh, you'll have you will not be equipped by God. You'll not be fashioned by God in the, the manner uh, in which the body needs. So you're not going to have the gifts. You're not going to possess the gifting of a pastor, the grace of a pastor. You're not going to possess the gifting or the grace of an apostle, the gifting or grace of a prophet, the gifting grace of an evangelist, the gifting grace of a teacher. You're not going to possess that lest God calls you out and then empowers you or, or orders or ordains you. But now here's where I, where I kind of want to get. Now, these fivefold gifts, especially the three, the apostle, uh, the, the uh, prophet, and, and the pastor, those three gifts uh, unlock certain anointings in the body of Christ. Now, those three gifts, like when you get in a service with an anointed pastor, as you're listening, or a certain apostle, or a certain prophet, God pastors, God prophets, God apostles, not self-appointed you know, not, you know, printed off paper off the internet, not, you know, I want to call myself. No, no, no. I'm talking about the real ones. When you sit under their teaching or you sit under in a, in a service where they're 
present, uh, things within you begin to be unlocked uh, by way of the, their anointing deals with your anointing, and it, it, their anointing or, or our anointing unlocks things for you. That's the gifting of God. Not only is it unlocked, but there, there's things that these uh, three officers out of these fivefold ministries, but there's things out of these three uh, offices that it's impossible for the church to have lest a man or woman uh, be sent there by God, called or ordained by God and equipped by God, that church will lack in these giftings or, or these anointings. Therefore, uh, the church the church growth will be stunted because they don't have this element to unlock the gifts uh, within them. You ought to say amen because I'm preaching pretty good. Now, understand this. Now, there's quote-unquote preachers and teachers or orators or uh, people that are, are professional intellectual speakers that'll sit behind the holy desk of God that pray with your emotions, and a lot of times people get confused from spirit, from your spirit, uh, the, the place of you, the part of you, you are a spirit, uh, the place where the Holy Spirit talks to, and then an emotionalism, that's carnal. So, so a, a gifted, not anointed, but a gifted man or woman can self-proclaim, self-appoint uh, themselves to a certain office without the power of God, begin to, to preach, speak, and, and begin to operate uh, carnally, but grab a hold of your emotions. Now, in the emotion realm, which is a great realm given to you by God, but this is the realm that Satan always attacks, your feelings and your emotions. So if a man or woman is without power because they're not called by God, they're limited to what they can do, and now they have to pray, yes, pray, not P-R-A-Y, pray, P-R-E-Y, uh, like a like a vicious, come on now, uh, animal or something like that. They have to prey on your emotions in order to move you. Let me help you. I don't. I've not been called to move you. Uh, I've not been called uh, to 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 guide you. I've not. No, no. That's the Holy Spirit's job. I convey God's word as the oracle of God, as the mouthpiece of God, or as a medium. I know we've used that as a spooky word, but I'm in the middle. Uh, of God to you, and I reflect or speak as the oracle, meaning the the the, the voice or the mouth unhindered to the body of Christ. Um, I should not, or the speaker should not be moving you. It should be his God-filled words uh, with aid from the Holy Spirit that begins to move you, begins to guide you. Oh, come on now. Be begins to lay out steps for you, begins to protect you, begins to deal uh, with you in, in the area of conviction, uh, deal with you in the area of correction. That's not my job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. But if I don't have the authority to operate on behalf of God, the Holy Spirit won't be there. So now I'm reduced to uh, operating in emotionalism where I got to prey on your feelings and emotions. I recently had a conversation with a, a friend of mine, a preacher friend of mine, and he had a couple of his uh, college-age students. Uh, they went to um, an, another church, a local church. And I said to him, I said, uh, well, what was it? What did they say? And he said, um, they said, uh, uh, 
Pastor, we left because when we went there, the anointing was just different. And he said, okay, well, he, he wanted to know why. Uh, you know, what What exactly was it? Like, what did you, what did you feel? Uh, you know, what happened? What took place? What's different because of it? Uh, and he said, they responded back to him. They said, well, it's funny. I can't really put my finger on it. And we know the place where they went. It's not a God-ordained place. It's more of a club, hangout, loose, you know, live how you want. You know, we'll, we'll shuffle it under grace, live a sinful nature, and we'll, we'll abuse grace and cover your sin and let you stay there, all that kind of stuff. And so they said, well, uh, nothing's really changed, but in the service, I laugh, I cry, I laugh. You know, and then when I leave, I'm like an, a wreck. And he was conveying this to me, and I said, well, that's a, a man or a woman without God, without the anointing, without the power of God, without the authority of God, um, having reducing himself to now prey on emotions. So he has to manipulate your emotions. He has to manipulate your feeling because he doesn't have the power of God to uh, bring to you uh, the power of heaven, the Holy Ghost, in order to bring about change or to grow the body up, just like it says, to edify the body, to perfect the saints for, or the work of the ministry. He doesn't possess that power and ability. She doesn't possess that power or ability. Uh, so uh, we see now we need the real church, not a boring, not, not a legalistic, not a, you know, you know, letter by letter. No, no, no. We need called men and women by God on fire, and we need churches uh, that are on fire, uh, that will be uh, houses, uh, be uh, uh, sanctuaries, places for people to come get delivered, people to come get healed, people to come have their hope restored, people to come receive help, uh, so on and so forth. That, that's what we need uh, in, in, in our world today. That's what's lacking in our world today. I, I hope I'm helping you a little bit today. So uh, I want to get back in this. So you got the fivefold. You got these anointings that unlock the gifts of God on the inside of you. We also have the Holy Spirit who comes not only with himself as a person, but he comes with uh, 19, or not 19, glory to God, I'm, I'm growing the gifts, uh, nine gifts. There, there, there's nine spiritual gifts. The Holy Spirit comes and brings to the church, brings to the believer nine gifts. Wow. That's pretty powerful. Hey, let me let me recite them to you. Go to 1 Corinthians. If you need any kind of teachings on this, you can go back in our archives. Um, I teach on these subjects thoroughly uh, every year. But in 1 Corinthians, you can see these gifts in the 12th chapter, uh, starting in the 8th verse. It says, For... To one is given the spirit of the word of wisdom. This is not natural wisdom. It's a, a word or a paragraph, a sentence of wisdom that comes by the Holy Spirit, uh, not from natural uh, knowledge or not from natural wisdom, but from wisdom beyond this world, from the mind of God. Uh, and brings it to the church, brings it to the body. Word of knowledge by the same spirit. Another uh, gift of faith by the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healing. To another, uh, by the same Spirit, the working of miracles, to another, gifts of prophecy, to another, the discerning of spirits, to another, diverse kinds of tongues, to another, interpretation of tongues. 
Oh man, this is powerful. So now these aren't uh, uh, this these gifts are not natural faith that we got we received by hearing the word of God. Uh, these gifts are not uh, natural wisdom, not natural discernment by what we know around town. No, all these nine gifts are supernatural gifts that come from heaven to earth by way of the Holy Spirit who yields them to the church, who yields them corporately and individually uh, to us to bring heaven's help uh, to us. Now, once again, if you remove uh, uh, the anointing on the the leader, the the man or woman of God, if you remove that anointing, uh, you're going to remove now uh, these gifts and, and these giftings that God gave to the church. Yes, he also gave these gifts to you individually, uh, but if you begin uh, to, to look at this, this scripture, he's talking about the church. He's talking about, in verse 12, it says, for as many as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that body being many are one body, so also is Christ. So once again, we're talking about the body. Uh, we're, we're talking about the, the, these gifts come by the Holy Spirit. And there in verse 7 it says, and these gifts come to the church so that the church can profit, or once again edifice, uh, or to, to charge up, to grow up, to increase. So these gifts should, should be a help uh, to us. But you're not going to have these gifts when you have a disorganized head, or if you're lacking in headship. If a, a church says, we're going to start a church, we're not going to fall within uh, the church that Jesus set in motion, the rock. But we're going to go outside of that. We're going to bring in our own parameters. We're going to bring in our own guidelines because we feel these are too severe. And then we're going to hire a preacher, man or woman of God, because we don't want anybody uh, you know, outside of our control. Well, that's not the system of God. So within that church, uh, you're, you're going to be reduced to uh, the power of man, the power of intellectualism. You're going to be reduced to, come on now, I'm preaching a little better. I'm, I'm helping you put up a firewall of protection. And this needs to go around. You need to be taught sound doctrine. You need to be led by not, not the many spirits in the land, not the spirit of a man without God, uh, not the, the, the demonic spirit, not demon spirits. No, you need to be, be moved. You need to be led by the spirit of the living God. You need to be empowered by the spirit of the living God. Come on, can I get a better uh, amen than that? Now, as we move in this land, yeah, go ahead, take a deep breath for a second. I don't know, say amen, uh, say glory to God, uh, say thank you, Lord, for this teaching. It's helping me. Uh, but as we, we move now, um, uh, in these last days, uh, we need to understand that our anointings, the submitted ones, the one, those of us who have surrendered our life to God, those of one who, who have surrendered our life to the system of God, uh, those who, who will radically pursue God, who will lay down the love and the passions for this world and, and pick up and exchange that love for the love of God and, and be passionate about God, surrender, submit. For those, those of us, I believe that there's an end time anointing and I believe there's an end time faith. Number one, the end time anointing, the Bible says that the latter rain will be greater than the former rain. Uh, so I, I gave this little example on Sunday in, in service. Uh, if you've ever made like a salad dressing or uh, some kind of uh, sauce or something, and uh, you know, salad dressing is the best because you, you really, you put oil, if it's a healthy one, if, you know, I'm not talking about ranch, 
some uh, olive oil, avocado oil, some some uh, good balsamic vinegar, regular red wine vinegar, something like that. They use salt and pepper, oregano, garlic, you know, whatever spices you want, red pepper flakes. And you can shake it up, and you get an essence in the beginning. And if you pour fast enough, you even get, you know, uh, some of that good stuff. But it's not till the end of the pour or the end of the bottle do you get all that meaty, substantial stuff. And the Lord gave me that vision a couple weeks ago that this end time pour is not just the essence. No, there's nothing wrong with the essence. That means the presence of. Uh, so it's not bad, but I believe there's going to be so, so much uh, uh, substance in this last day's pour of, of heaven. Uh, I believe as the world gets darker, I believe our lights are shining, are going to shine brighter than ever, ever before. The second vision the Lord gave me, and I'll wrap this up in just a few minutes with the anointing, was the uh, found in, go into the fourth chapter of uh, Romans. And the second um, uh, vision the Lord gave me was the vision, or it, it wasn't like a vision where I saw into heaven, but it was like a daydream kind of uh, God vision. Uh, but I was in prayer, and then I rested a little bit, and this came into my spirit. Uh, was there's going to be an, an end time faith available for us to grab a hold of. And what the Lord likened it to was in the fourth chapter of Romans, starting in verse 19, which says, uh, Abraham being not weak in faith, considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Now, if we go up to 18, we see uh, who Abraham, who against hope, believed in hope. So let's take against hope, believed in hope. Let's take weak faith to strong faith. Now, the, the answer is going to be in 21, and we'll get to it. But Abraham was, was at a starting place in his faith at the beginning. And, and the Bible says he went from weak to strong. Uh, so I believe in these last days, there's a strong faith available unto us. Now, this project of faith, Abraham's project of faith, become a father of many nations, was a 30-year-plus project. So he had to have patience, which the Bible says you have need of patience. So we understand that. But we understand that in believing or in a faith project, uh, we grow or, or we should be strengthened. So if you're in a faith project and you're getting weak, and you're getting frustrated, and you're getting aggravated, you may want to check, see if you're in real faith, or, or maybe you're in intellectualism, or maybe you're in, in wishful thinking. But in true faith, when you involve yourself in true faith, uh, you begin to grow in strong faith. And I believe we're in that day, in that hour, uh, where strong faith is available to us to rise up and, and to go beyond and to do things that we never have done before. I believe that, that, that God will come in and deal with us uh, in, in mentally and give us the mind of Christ in, in submission and in, in, uh, in surrender that we can rise up in these last days and wreak havoc on darkness. Wow, time really flies. We're just about to the end. I want to encourage you never, 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 ever, never, ever, ever, never give up. Don't leave the faith. Don't leave the systems of God. Don't leave your pastors. Don't if they're if they're God called, God ordained, get plugged in, get beyond your emotions, your feelings, and don't leave them. 
uh, that you need the gift of God that's in them. Don't leave the church. Don't leave the church. Uh, stay strong. Stay steady. Uh, amen. Well, I got to leave you. You heard my alarm go off. That means I got to stop. But until next time, you keep going strong with God. Uh, stir yourself up in the faith. Pray in the Holy Ghost. And once again, don't quit. I love you. It's Pastor Rich. I'll see you next week on the same broadcast. Thank you.